Welcome to the Gym Life Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Gym Life Podcast. My name is Mike Mackerlane um, with you. I'm actually super excited today because we have somebody who I've really gotten to know over the last couple of weeks, um, and he's been even before you here. So Isaiah Miranda, yes, welcome. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so brief history on my relationship with Isaiah, and then I'm going to literally turn it over to him because I everything you do is actually just you. You've become like such a bright light within the space. Um, it's it's really cool. Thank For those you. of you who don't follow Isaiah, um, Instagram, uh, YouTube. TikTok, uh, the media that you create is amazing. So how we met was actually through a, a mutual friend and uh, one of our athletes, Kevin Lowe. And so Isaiah started coming in here and shooting content, you know, and so we have obviously the access to the gym and the facilities here. And I just love having people come in. Um, it just, you never know what kind of paths cross and what opportunities mm-hmm. are going to present themselves. So that's how we kind of met. And yeah. now uh, you're kind of officially a part of yeah. working with I am officially a part. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's been two months now, which is crazy, though, because most people, like, you were letting me come here for, like, what, two, three months? When I wasn't even affiliated. Longer with, than that. Yeah, two, no, 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 I'm saying <laughs> yeah. before I was even affiliated with Jim, oh, yeah. with yeah. Jim like, officially, yeah. which is cool because I was with the other companies, I was with other supplement companies, and, um, and it was never like, oh, you can come here if you sign. It was just like, that, yeah, but that's what I love about this place, though. Yeah. Because it's just very, like, you're a good person, you're a good person, same morals, same ethics, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, pa- that's the best way to do it. Paths are going to cross if you have, um, it's kind of like a magnet, you know? I, and I kind of believe in that, mm-hmm. that there's always certain things within, um, I think, uh, cultures, certain cultures kind of bring good people together. And, yeah. And then if you have a good culture, then it's going to provide some type of opportunity perhaps mm-hmm. so that those people can work. It's much like what happens here um, with, uh, you know, like Ryan Sorensen, for yeah. instance. And uh, for those of you who don't know, so Ryan Sorensen, uh, he's one of the trainers. He trains a lot of the, the Los Angeles Rams and their headquarters is located, you know, within a five minute drive of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he needed a place to, you know, kind of train some, some of the guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, wanted to do a, a little bit different atmosphere, but it's great. I, I love it. I mean, I love having the energy of people coming in here. No, it's great so. because the good thing I like, like, well, this place is, first of all, what I love about the gym in general is everyone works out. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what field you're in. It doesn't matter what your occupation is, whatever. And then especially here, you have all these people working out that you let them come in, whatever. And they're all in different fields, but they're all a beast yeah. in that field of what they do. Yeah. They're all like the top of whether it's finance or they're selling books or Right. In the gym, real supplements, estate, real yeah. estate, whatever it is, yeah. everyone's a fucking animal. Am I allowed to scare some of the fuck? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. <laughs> everyone's a fucking, I should have known with this guy. <laughs> we're talking nah, about, it's, it's we're, you nah, don't want to know we what don't. we're talking about before. They're talking about bleaching assholes before this. <laughs> but anyway, no, but I'm just saying, no, everyone's a fucking animal here, and it's just motivating. Whether it's, it doesn't even have to correlate to working out. You know right. what I mean? It's just like, I know you're good at this. That's going to push me to get hard, to work harder at this thing over here. Yeah. And this, this atmosphere is fucking great. It's a good place. We've, you know, I, I think it's, it's been like a natural progression mm-hmm. versus um, something that's forced. And that's why I like about it too. Um, and Ian, you've heard me say this. Like I, I, I'm the most blessed person because I run to work every day. And even though that, you know, I have, as we've talked before, I've, I get frustrated. Yeah. Um, like everybody else when it comes to certain things based but on. But you get frustrated because you care so much. Right. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, I think if you can't get emotional about what you do, then you don't really give 
a damn about it. Yeah, right? yeah. When I tell you this, when he says he runs touring, I'm not joking. This is you are the most one of the most energetic people I know, <laughs> which is crazy. Like it's always fucking high energy. It's always a smile. It's always, oh, what are we thinking? What are we, let's work on this. Let's work on this. Let's do that. Oh, you know, it's just it's great. But that's what I love about you. So we started working. We're going to do so much content together. Yeah. Uh, so Isaiah, like it was, I think it was like last week we were talking about ideas because he does. If you look at his media, he does like some of these sketch comedies. Is that yeah? Skits, the right? skits, comedy skits, yeah. They're hilarious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. and and so you and, and Mark Harley, so we, we actually have Mark as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we brought him on too. And the two of them together, j- the the content they make, it's like, it's almost like the 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 things that everybody does or knows in the gym. And then, uh, you know, yeah. you, you just make like an entire skit about it that just highlights that experience yeah. to like such a, a hilarious level. Thank you. And it's it's enjoyable content. And it's funny because my son and his uh, friends, they all follow you too. So mm-hmm. my son's 10. And I th- and you see I work with the kids yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny because even this weekend they were talking about, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, my, you know, we, we trained the plays and Isaiah and Mark are in there and they get to shoot content. So it's a little bit of a celebrity factor. Yeah, that's so funny. But the nice thing is, is um, <clears throat> you're never short on ideas. And that's, I, I swear to you, is the secret to, if you want to find success, if you're the type of person who doesn't know how to have an idea and then immediately execute upon it, it's yeah. going to be very hard for you to get along. It is. And so Isaiah sent me like this, this text and he goes, Hey, say this in your notes. And it was like 15 video ideas yeah. of things that we can do that yeah. correlate with what you're doing, with what we're, we're doing. doing. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh God, this is finally there's somebody here who gets it like yeah it's so nice no, but, it's, but it's easier to get it with people that also get it right do you know what i mean because yeah. you're, you're not a you're not a small-minded person you're not closed off because i've worked with a bunch of people and a lot of nothing's worse than when you're working with someone that has an ego right. and that's like oh we can't do that idea oh this isn't fit or my idea is better than yours it's the worst fucking thing you do right. and i hate working with people like that which yeah. is the complete opposite from what you are, you are here and just i think jim is in general yeah um, and I'm sure Jim's like that too, Stamani. He is. He's awesome. Like he he actually did um in perfect examples we're gonna do. So he and I always go back and forth through text. And uh, so this weekend, um, it was actually pretty funny. I was I was gonna bring this up to you. So there was a new so we've never used arginine. You ever heard, you know, arginine? No. So arginine, AAKG, alpha ketoglutarate. So um arginine has been used for years as a pump agent, uh-huh. you know, or a pump agent in terms of an ingredient it's using a ton of pre-workouts when you say pump but why, why'd you do quotes well because it doesn't really do that oh, okay. um and so but a lot of people have been marketing it first came out there was a uh, there was a company called mri um when i first started working for muscle and fitness and a guy by the name of ed bird he brought this to the market okay. um and he had it was called no2 it was exclusively sold in gnc there were horse capsules uh-huh. and you had to take like four of them, but they're massive. And all it was was AAKG or arginine alpha ketoglutarate. Uh-huh. And, um, but the research that Jim has done on the, on this one ingredient shows that arginine isn't really taken up by the body very well. So the body rejects it versus something like citrulline malate, which is what we use. Uh-huh. Um, it kind of gets in, it's like a, it's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. It gets in, right? Mm-hmm. It gets into the corral without being, uh, it goes undetected. And it's, so that was always our choice or Jim's choice for an ingredient that's going to enhance the pump. Well, research just came out this this past uh, week, I guess, and Jim highlighted it, that it actually compared the two and it showed that arginine virtually does nothing. Really? 
So yeah. it just kind of goes back to show you that, like, with Jim, Jim's, like, laughing. goes, yep, here it is. So he did a whole video on it, uh-huh. which we're going to kind of get behind, um, just to show you, like, certain ingredients that are very, very, I guess, popular or widely used. The problem with the supplement industry is that these people, first of all, if you could tell me what expert is formulating all these other brands, I would literally give you a million dollars. Oh, are you talking about like the yeah. people behind the company? Yeah, behind the company. It's like, yeah, oh yeah who formulated that? Uh, okay, that they have no, they, they have no idea. Like I just saw something recent recently. So arginine was one of these things that, um, it just it's not very good at what it's supposed to do. Uh-huh. In other words, there's better options. Citrine, this is the pump one? This is the pump one. And so Jim did this video. I'm like, oh, my God, this needs to be a campaign. I'm like, we could get Isaiah to kind of, like, do something. Like, I'm always thinking of ways to, like, not only just get the message out on, like, here's the facts. But now that you're here, yeah. it's like, oh, we can – Isaiah could really blow this up if we yeah. did it that way. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. Wait, so, so it's – so just ref- refresh it. it Arginine is something that all these companies are using in their products, but it actually doesn't work? It doesn't work. Same with Ogmatine. So there are certain ingredients that do certain things or is claims – uh, it depends on the form. I think um, it's more of like a buzzword. You know, it's like if you hear like creatine, creatine, yeah. obviously, oh, creatine, 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 and so everybody's like, oh, I need to get creatine. I need to get creatine. So a lot of companies sell creatine by itself. I was gonna ask why is that, and why doesn't Jim do that? Because I noticed we don't have that. Yeah, well, a creatine product alone doesn't do anything without what's called a cofactor. So you need something to kind of hold its hand, suppose, you know, that's maybe a bad analogy, uh-huh. but creatine can't get absorbed by the body without having something like, um, leucine or, uh, for like a branch chain amino acid. Yeah. Leucine happens to be one of the three branch chain amino acids, which we have in our product. So he's a wingman. essentially. And he's a wingman. Exactly. And so there, so back in the day, um, when, Creatine monohydrate first got brought to the market by uh, actually a good buddy of mine at who helped start EAS. His name was um, Anthony Almada, super brilliant, brilliant guy, and I've known him for many years. And uh, so he started, he and Bill Phillips, who pretty much started EAS, and the same guy who brought to market uh, the NO2 product I just mentioned, mm-hmm. Ed Bird, happened to be there too. But uh, these were like the original OGs of the industry. Okay. And so creatine was commercialized first by EAS in their um, in one of their products, but it wasn't just creatine monohydrate. So creatine always has needs like a cofactor. Celltech is another great example. Yeah, Celltech by MuscleTech essentially that was the product that built that brand. Uh-huh. What was Celltech? It was thirty grams of dextrose and creatine monohydrate, uh-huh. and it worked. Yeah, because that's the way that creatine. Uh, gets in to the muscle. It could have the dextrose there. Exactly. It needs it needs something to kind of you know spike, you know insulin, and then you know activate like oh it's going to get into the blood. Yeah. So you need that cofactor. So a lot of a lot of brands that either a just sell creatine by themselves, they're selling it just based on the fact of they know that consumers know that it's an important ingredient. But if you're not taking it with anything else, it doesn't matter. It won't do. It, doing it won't. Amount. It won't do its job. Okay. It needs. It, if you just take creatine, if like you just take creatine monohydrate, it. I mean, theoretically, you could be getting other things throughout the day that it'll allow it to do its job. But shouldn't it? 
be formulated with yeah. something that makes sure it does its job. Uh-huh. It can't assume that that individual is like, oh, we assume that anybody who takes creatine is taking protein. Yeah, and yeah. protein has naturally occurring leucine in there. So, okay. Like, there's always an argument to be made against, you know, Selling like... It by itself? Yeah, but it's like, that doesn't make any sense. It's mm-hmm. like saying... Yeah, I'm selling you a, a flashlight, but batteries aren't included. Yeah. It's like... Well, why not just make it dummy-proof? Right, just, exactly. I mean? It's like, oh, well, that person can go buy batteries, or, oh, that person probably has batteries in their junk drawer at home. It's like, why wouldn't you just sell them together? Yeah. So is it a money thing? It is. Money yeah, thing? I, it, it's a money thing, um, you know, because obviously the more stuff that you have in that product... Um, the more expensive it is. And if you're hanging your hat on just the fact of like you're selling one single ingredient, Mm -hmm. um, there's margin in it. But creatine alone, to be honest with you, since COVID has gone up, um, gosh, by like 150%. So to give you an example, supply chain. Okay. So creatine, a a lot of it actually comes from overseas. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it is sourced overseas. And um, much of the ingredients have been uh, transition to be sourced from overseas. And so during COVID, everything was kind of scarce. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so obviously with scarcity comes, you know, uh, an increase in price. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we even saw, for instance, cause we don't use creatine monohydrate uh-huh. in our product. Uh, we use creatine hydrochloride, which is a different type of creatine. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is creatine monohydrate, although the data and the research is great on it, it, it's not, it, it doesn't get absorbed very well okay. by the body. So that's the reason why you have to take, if you want to take an effective dose of creatine monohydrate, uh-huh. it needs to be no less than four grams. Okay. Um, four to six grams is kind of like, you know, the, wi- the, the window that yeah. they give. And the reason for that is because, you know, when you consume it, you're technically not using all 100% of it because it's not all soluble. It doesn't, if you put creatine monohydrate like in water and stir it, like it doesn't get absorbed, you know, a shitload of it's going to be at the bottom of, you know, the thing. And so that's what happens is, is it, it, it passes through the gut and then gets into the intestine, draws water in. um, And then next thing you know, you have explosive diarrhea. Yeah, Yeah. So, you know, that there's, there's a certain percentage of it that's not being utilized by the muscles the way that you would want it to. So you have to take more in order to, for it to be effective. Um, but with creatine hydrochloride, uh, creatine hydrochloride is essentially a creatine monohydrate with a hydrochloric acid, which makes it acidic. Okay. So if you look on the pH scale, things that are acidic dissolve pretty quick. Salt, right, okay. for instance, right? So salt and flour, okay. right? You look at flour, put flour into like water doesn't mix well no put salt it does so those are kind of opposite ends of the ph scale so creatine hydrochloride sits on this side and monohydrate on the other end yeah exactly and so um is one more expensive than the other uh yeah there is and creatine hydrochloride is actually much more expensive yeah the way you said yeah i was like it probably is more yeah it is that's probably why companies don't use it uh, many don't. Jim was actually the one he you could call him essentially like the godfather of creatine hydrochloride there was a company that um, back when he and I were at Muscle and Fitness, it was a Concrete. I don't know if you ever heard of that mm. brand. Um, so they exclusively sold creatine hydrochloride. So they had a deal. And that's the way the supplement industry works. It's like there's always, you know, it's very hard, I will say, very hard to kind of navigate the waters, especially if you don't know 
how to. It's like, you know, swimming in a current that's just all around you going in different directions and you've never swam in it before. You can drown quite easily, mm-hmm. um, especially with some of the players in here. And that's that's the interesting thing. As long as I've been doing it. Um, you've been for a while. We navigate. Well, yeah, well, I was on one side of the business to where I, I worked with a lot of these brands. I worked with over 400 brands um, in 10 years. And so you kind of get to know the landscape. How is that even possible? What do you mean 400 brands in 10 years? So. Being at Muscle and Fitness Magazine, every single brand in the industry wanted to, like that, if you wanted success from, you know, the late 90s all the way up until, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, um, the way to, if you wanted to get in this industry, you're like, okay. Muscle Fitness? Yeah. How am I going to get awareness of my brand? Well, that was the place. Oh, it's to, to be put on the to in, advertise in the magazines. To be put in the magazine, so you you buy the ads, and you obviously you know. And so when people would buy the magazine, who was writing the magazine? It was Jim. When people were reading, like, "Hey, the five must-have supplements to take before a pre-workout." Jim's writing that. Jim was the one writing for that. these companies. No, for for Muscle and Fitness. Oh, he worked for Muscle and Fitness. Too. Yeah, yeah. So Jim and I worked for Muscle and Fitness together. Before Jim was a thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Now he was, yeah. So Jim was a he was a research scientist at Yale, which is crazy. Guys, does he look like a research scientist? <laughs> no, right no, yeah, no, he, he doesn't. But apparently, he's the smartest guy in the fucking world. He's in this industry. He's yeah. pretty fucking bright. Yeah. So he was at Yale. With so you? he was at Yale. Um, went to Yale. He w- he actually he went to UConn to get his PhD, and he worked at Yale. Oh shit! Big difference, right? That's like saying, "Hey, I got my pilot's license." It's like good, um, and then one guy like is like, "Yeah, why? Well, I, I went to the moon." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so Jim for research. So when he was at Yale, he was doing research. Um, uh, he was an award-winning research scientist. Uh, scientist. So he won the Gatorade uh, Sports Science. Uh, beginning researcher of the decade or whatever it was like for his research he was doing. Um, and then he did a lot on hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually got contracted, I believe by the department of defense to do research for the soldiers <laughs> who were fighting uh, in the wars over in, in the Gulf. Uh-huh. And so obviously with the extraneous conditions, the heat, so they contracted. And did he ju- do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he did, he That's did some crazy. of the leading research there and, and then, he was always a fan of bodybuilding. Um, and then Joe Weider, uh, the guy who founded the fitness industry, uh-huh. you know, Mr. Olympia brought Arnold over, yeah. started muscle and fitness magazine, men's fitness shape, every fitness publication, you uh-huh. know, in the world pretty much started under Joe's, um, realm. So Joe contacted Jim and said, Hey, you know, we need a senior science editor. We need somebody to move out to California and, Essentially, all these magazines I have, I have Muscle and Fitness, I have, you know, Men's Fitness, Shape, Fit Pregnancy, excuse me, Flex Magazine, <laughs> LaCroix, uh, Flex Magazine, all these different lifestyle fitness publications uh-huh. that talked about, hey, if you're a bodybuilder, here's workouts, nutrition, supplements. If you're a, you know, a men's fitness guy, you work out. So, so everything was under, you know, supplements, workouts, nutrition. Mm-hmm. That was the core product offering that Weeder Publications had. We're going to tell you how to work out, how to eat right, what supplements to take. Uh Um, So we call that endemic, which means um, it's like you pick up a golf magazine. It's all about golf, right? Mm -hmm. Pick up a flying magazine, all about flying. And so the advertisements in there are predominantly about fitness. Mm -hmm. So you pick up a muscle fitness magazine, 
where Jim is saying, here's the five ingredients that need to be in a pre-workout. You need branch chain amino acids, beta alanine, betaine, citrulline malate, yeah. creatine, right? He couldn't name the product because that's kind of, you know, he couldn't do that. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was my job to go out and find the brands who are like, hey, uh, Cytosport, you have, you know, this product and it happens to have creatine in there. Uh, you want to advertise right next to Jim's article where he's talking about it and you can advertise, you know, your product, product. right here. Um, or, hey, Muscle Tech, you want to do, you know, so. So you ran all that? Yeah. That's fucking good. At first yeah. of all, I didn't even know those 400 supplement companies. Oh, dude, there's way more than that. Now? They- oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's hundreds, dude. I mean, there's probably thousands. I mean, that you haven't even heard about. Yeah. Because um, none know. of them are Jim. No, they're not. <laughs> That's why. No, but, but no, but honestly, I, because I, I mean, you've obviously talked about it. I know you in the fitness industry, so it's supplement industry. Mm-hmm. You hate it. Well, not well. You hate a lot of people in it. Why or companies? Let's say. I hate be, what they do. It's because they're what they're selling a false promise. They're selling. Yeah, I they're mean, not being truthful. Exactly, right? and it, it really it really pissed me off. I mean, you've heard this say. So so I was working to help market a lot of these brands through muscle and fitness. And then around 2005, this new thing called, you know, the internet, you know, and and more importantly, websites started popping up. So then I took over Mm -hmm. muscleandfitness.com, Flex Online, Muscle and Fitness Her. So those are the three brands I worked on. So now I'm able to decide whatever I want to do online, whatever I thought it was a good idea to do online um, to you know, make information available to people who now were in search of it. Mm-hmm. Want a workout program? Go to Muscle and Fitness. You want to know what works? Nutrition and, and, and working out and supplements. So I built those sites um, pretty much by myself and a programmer who still works here. And then Jim was the only person who I worked with on content. Mm-hmm. And because he was such a, like, as you mentioned, I mean, look at him. He's tattooed, he's shredded, and nobody knew that back then because yeah. he wasn't featured in the magazines that way. He was just like, here's an article written by Dr. With his name on it. Dr. Jim Stepani. It was yeah. a by art by Dr. Jim Stepani. So everything. Well, did they not want to put a picture of him? Or They didn't know, dude. Nobody in the building knew he was tattooed or even he was in oh, shape. Shit. Okay. Was it something he would try to hide or not? Yeah. Okay, Why? I, he because he wanted to. That's something you should not hide. That's something. Or like maybe maybe. Back no, then. dude. Yeah, yeah, I said the same thing. I was like, yeah. "How the fuck?" You? So we we went down to Houston, Texas, to do a um, uh, uh, an event with Powerhouse Gyms. Yeah. And so, and I picked him up from the airport, and he walks out like in a t shirt and you know shorts because like 110 degrees. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "What the? F- oh, is the first time seeing him? Yeah, it's like six years <laughs> into it, dude. It's crazy." And like he gets Who in the, the car, fuck is this yeah, guy? he gets in the car, and I'm like, "What's up, Jim?" He's yeah. like, "Hey," I'm like, "You look like that, dude." I didn't know what to say, and like yeah. Gunther Schlitterkamp. I don't know if you know Gunther. So Gunther yeah. was one. He was a. Uh, you ever see Beer Fest? You ever see that yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah. You know Das Boot, the big German oh, dude in shit. here. Is that him? That's Gunther. Oh shit! So <laughs> yeah, so Gunther, uh, we flew him down too. So Gunther and Jim walked in, and and then Gunther's like in the front, and Jim's in the back, and I'm just like, and and Gunther's like. I think he goes, Jim, I did not know that you had tattoos. And, uh-huh. and Jim's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what the f- yeah. Like, dude, what's up? Uh-huh. And then we went to this, uh, this event and then, you know, Gunther was talking about, oh, you think like all the gym's going to be inspired and in awe of Gunther. And they kind of were. Um, but then we're like, hey, you know, here's Dr. Jim Stepani. He's going to get up and answer any questions. The entire fucking gym stopped. Yeah. 
and they all just kind of walk and he's just like answering questions like oh you know i take this much protein and i'm taking this what do you think I should do? and he's just popping off all these answers to these and, people and, and everyone's like just listening just yeah and i'm like yeah and i'm like oh fuck was that the moment you're like this is yes 100 yeah. Yeah, yeah i'm like where's my camera yeah yeah right like i need i don't know because that's someone that's like you you take it's it, it causes a second glance you know what i mean that's that's why I think it was so fucking smart. You guys put him on, like the company on the brand. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you see it, you're like, no one looks like that. It's a, and he's a doctor. Yeah, yeah, you're like, wait, wait, wait. He's a PhD. Yeah. Okay. And he looks good as fuck too. He looks good as like, fuck. Like his yeah. body, the tattoos, the bald head, the beard. It's fucking yeah. great. And so it was. It was a good look. And plus, he was truly like the source. And so, so long story short, so that's what started like his kind of path to awareness mm-hmm. was through things he and I would do. And then from then I actually built his website, jimstepani.com while I was there. Mm-hmm. And so we would be like, Hey, if you want, you know, more expert advice, go to jimstepani.com and you get, you know, information and workouts. And I built his app and all that. So that right. was like a separate business that we were running, but I was working. So supplements never were really like my thing. I never really knew. I was always like, Hey, you know, I got all these, my boys, like these is like, everyone who I knew in the industry, you know, they're like friends and, yeah. and they would send me product and all this stuff. And I'm like, so my supplement cabinet in my office at muscle and fitness, I mean, imagine like this wall over here was like big, it looked like a GNC shelf, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so I was up with Jim every single day, like, Hey dude, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And he's like, no, I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't take that. So this is before Jim steps was a thing. Oh yeah. This was like Way years before. before. Okay. So this is 10 years we were there. So we were there from, I was there from 2002, three, right around then, mm-hmm. till two th- till December 2nd, 2014 is when I, Damn. it was my last day. Um, we started gym in 2013. There's a little story that around there too. But um, yeah, so, so I was like, I just, I was, I loved what I did. Yeah. You know, we, we helped run the Mr. Olympia, um, just absolutely loved it. But I started realizing, like, dude, he would never recommend anything I would ask him to take. He's not, he's not saying here, this is a good product. Yeah. Right. So I started to click, like, hmm, everything I, I'm taking, he's saying he wouldn't take. That must mean right. something. Right. He looks like that and he's so smart. Right. And then. Why don't you have your own company? Well, that's kind of what, like, and he's. Like, was that the conversation? Did you bring it up to him? Was it something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, it happened like this. So what happened was, is like, it was kind of the tail end and we did, we were doing all this stuff online. He, he, you know, he ended up getting on bodybuilding.com, which was uh, the largest fitness yeah. website in the world at the time. And he would just write content for free. Uh-huh. Like, and then they would merchandise and commercialize his content. So they would do the same thing I would do in the magazine. They were just doing it their own business. So like, you know, here's an article from Dr. Jim Stepani. Here's a workout program. And then they would commercialize what they sold on their site mm-hmm. with that content. And and then that's when I was like, and actually what happened was, is there was, there was a particular brand that I actually, I came out that they had like amphetamines mm-hmm. in their, in their product. Um, you know, essentially it was, uh, I forget the actual ingredient, but it was what they use like in asthma okay. patients, right? So it wasn't an OTC. First of all, it wasn't a supplement for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, and then I started seeing like, these other brands get busted. And there was one brand in particular, we were running the Mr. Olympia show. And I remember like, dude, you know, we ran that expo. Uh-huh. It was like hundreds of brands show up and exhibit. And bro, dude, like the Fed showed up. Mid show? Mid show, like during the expo. And they went in. Looking they, for this company? 
and they, yeah, and they raided this one brand that I knew. What was the brand? Can you name drop or what? I mean, it's public uh, yeah, knowledge, isn't it? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't like. I don't want to get sued. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, tell me after. Yeah, I'll tell you after. But um, so they raided it, and I knew the dude. Like, I took uh, his products. I think I know you're talking about. You know. And I'm like, well, there's another one, not that one. Okay, this there's is so another, many guys. This is the yeah. fucking problem with the industry. Yeah, like there, and I'm like, and I'm like, so there's a no, there's another one. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And then, um, and then they actually raided Bodybuilding.com the same day in Boise, Idaho. Oh shit! Because they sold the this product. brand, this product there. So like, the feds see went in, they raided all, you know, everything. And I'm just like, dude, this is like, what? This the is f- mid show. Mid show, like mid, like during that thing about like LA Fit, right? Yeah, yeah. Imagine just a whole bunch of fucking FBI agents and fucking that's crazy barreling in and just you're shut down and taking boxes out and walking out the show. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Arresting people too, like putting them in handcuffs. Uh, they didn't put them in handcuffs then, but they escorted them out and were asking where where people were. You okay. know, like we we tried not making it a big deal because yeah. we were running the show. We didn't want to draw attention to oh, it. Oh, chef, right? You're running it. Yeah, yeah like it was our first. show, and so we didn't want that to happen. Um. And I remember just like, dude, what the, like, this is fucked up. Yeah. And, um, so the, 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 the magazine changed, like they actually shut the offices down here in Woodland Hills, it was in Woodland Hills mm-hmm. and everything got moved out to New York. And so Jim and I were the last ones here because I ran the dot coms Yeah. and I did it kind of like on an Island. Nobody knew what I was doing. No one knew how I did it. No one knew who you were, your ghosts. Well, they knew who I was at the organization, but nobody like the or like it was owned by a company called American Media Inc., uh-huh. which owns the National Enquirer. Actually, you know, David Pecker is testifying. You know, yeah. So, so there's a um, anyway. So they were owned and they were based out of New York, and they wanted to move everything out there. And I get it. You know, you buy a company, you want to kind of bring it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I owned the I, I did everything on the dot com, and much of the content I did was my own. Mm-hmm. And so that was my IP. My own website was kind of like they were licensing technology from me that I was using to create workout programs. So essentially when you went to Muscle and Fitness and you're like, hey, I'm going to download workout programs that are featured in the magazine, that was my own website okay. that I owned. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of embedded everything together to create muscleandfitness.com. So all this content was commercialized by, um, by myself and then, the, the people who were spending money for the advertisements were a part of that. And so Jim, I was just like, so he started getting really gaining popularity. And, and then I heard that somebody there, he, there was a guy who we knew in India who, uh, who had been talking to Jim and he was licensing the muscle and fitness brand to produce mm-hmm. and publish the magazine in India. And he knew Jim, he was a big fan. And it came across my desk that he was propositioning Jim to do a supplement in India. And, and I was already mad because I'm like, well, and then all these other brands, what I was doing is all these brands, like Concrete was one of them, mm-hmm. um, BPI was another, and, and all these other brands were like, hey, you know, we, why don't we do something with Jim and he can be like an athlete, you can be like his manager, pro lab, you yeah. know? And so yeah, Jim yeah. was, for, actually, Cyvation, uh, their um, uh, Extend, Jim formulated that. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I know it's changed since then, but back in the day, it was owned by a guy, Mike McCandless. Uh-huh. He owned Salvation and Prime Force, um, the two brands before he sold them off. And and those brands are now owned by um, uh, Nutribolt, who owns Cellucor, C4. Oh, shit, okay. So, so, so same ownership owns all those brands. And that's the other thing, too. 
Wait, um, so it's the same owner of this one supplement brand owns all these other supplement brands? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. not? Why? Optimum Nutrition owns BSN. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, so it's the same products, just a different different brand. I mean, maybe the formulas are slightly different. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. So that's it's just a money thing. It's a monopoly thing. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, good for them. You know, I, I mean, they make money. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. But like, it's just there's certain aspects of it in which that's why I always ask, like, who who owns the company that you you chasing on these products? Yeah, from. like, who are these people? Yeah, you know, and and so I knew all this, and so I was propositioned to so so Jim helped concrete. With our creatine hydrochloride, that's kind of where it started. Yeah. I know this is going long, but um, oh, so it's very interesting. Yeah, so Jim helped them really become a thing. They were like the on bodybuilding.com, I think they were the 120th best selling brand on their site uh-huh. when I started doing the marketing with Jim and them because Jim really liked their ingredient yeah. and they're the only ones who could sell that type of creatine. They jumped to number two in six months. Damn, that's crazy. They went from 120 to number two in as six as, months. As soon as Jim got behind it? As soon as Jim got behind it. That's as soon as he crazy. Did. And then with that, I got propositioned. Um, Jim and I got propositioned um, from BPI because mm-hmm. two of the guys who I knew, one I used to work with, a gentleman by the name of James Grage, mm-hmm. uh, partnered up with another guy, Derek Ettinger, um, who I don't know if he's still the CEO there or not. Um, and so I did a lot of work with them. I did a lot of marketing and helped them really, cause they were the ones who really jumped on board on the online stuff, mm-hmm. but they did stuff with Jim. I think I even showed you the book that they produced in my office yeah, with Jim did. on the cover, yeah. you know? And, um, so he's like, you know, why don't we do something with you and Jim and I'll get behind a brand and all that. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So anyway, so that's when I'm like, look, Jim, why don't you and I just figure out how to do this alone? Like your formula. So you could finally say this is what I recommend. Yeah, this is what and, I take and this is what I recommend. Yeah, and the thing is, is it's bulletproof because no one can say that you sold out because here's a, you know, 10 years worth of magazines. You can go in my office, Isaiah, mm-hmm. grab any muscle and fitness from like 2006 and be like, here's the five ingredients that you need to take pre-workout. It's the same ones that are in pre-gym. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, you know, that's why there's, I frame all those articles. So yeah. even like, before we even had a brand, he was saying, do this. It wasn't like a secret. Yeah. It's just nothing that he recommended matched what should be in a bottle. And so he's So like, in these magazines, he said everything that he would take and would need, whatever, all the facts, but no one ever just did it. No, it was too expensive. That's why. It's way too expensive. Yeah. And that's why I feel like most companies, you know, try to, they just, they take They cut corners. Cheaper. Yeah. 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 No, I, I can honestly say since before I was, before I was even switched over to gym, I was taking your guys' supplements even when I was with another company. Do you know what I mean? Because I genuinely fucking love them, and everything so it has all the ingredients and the, the way you explain it to me, and just like everything you could just see it right there in the bottle, and it feels good. You feel great. Well, plus like you can even you couldn't take whey before, right? No, you don't. You don't shit your pants. You know when you take whey. <laughs> but you were, you were a big plant guy, right? Yeah, I, I could because I think because the whatever I took whey would fucking fuck my stomach up. Right. Like I would take whey and be so bloated and disgusting. I literally would shit right away. Yeah, I still love the plant protein. The best vegan protein, plant protein, guys. I swear to God, we have oatmeal cookie, crazy. <laughs> yeah, sir. But the the whey flavors are so good, and they mix really well in uh, protein oatmeal and protein and cream of rice. <laughs> but now, but you can actually take our whey protein. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, yeah. there's I, no concentrate. I, I drink in there. both, both. But it's because concentrate is cheaper, right? Concentrate. If we sold like if this tub right here. Mm-hmm. So this is our pro gem, the blend. Right. So 
where to look for the concentrate is right back here. So any, so what we started doing is doing just what I'm about to do right here. The, how we made an impact was like, all right, here's our protein, big deal. What we would say is, hey, look, this is ProGem. If you're taking away protein and you have stomach issues or you can't take it, you feel bloated, chances are you're taking away protein concentrate. Mm -hmm. How do you find out? Turn your label around. By law, every company has to have ingredients right under here. And if it says whey protein concentrate, which it likely does. Where's your pants? You're, it's the reason. Most it, likely. It's a cheap form of protein. Uh -huh. Right? And... And, and wh why is it cheap? Well, because they don't isolate just the protein. They leave in, you know, carbs and, and fat, mm -hmm. lactose. Um, and so at best, at best, at best, you're going to get about 80% of what's in there is protein. The rest of it is... Fillers. Yeah, it's like lactose. It's not been taken out. The, 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 the processing of it is not just focusing on just the protein. And mm -hmm. so... You know, it's cheaper to do that because it's not it's not as in, an intense type of a process to kind of make sure that you're extracting just the protein. It's not just isolate. That's why whey protein isolate, like that word means something. Uh -huh. um, other forms of protein like casein, milk protein isolate. Again, you know, these are types of protein in which the byproducts are taken out. Um, so most brands don't do that. Yeah. You look at any brand on a shelf <clears> – <throat> And they, they'll include whey protein concentrate. Yeah. And I have a problem with it because it's like, well, don't you want to take the best? Yeah, that's true. Like as I an probably, owner? These owners probably aren't even taking their own No, product. they don't. Yeah. They crazy, don't, That's the crazy thing. Even look at them. The ones that are running around trying to market their own products, these guys are so, like, they're on so much TRT and so much gear. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, look, I'm a fluffy little butterball, but like, you know, like. <laughs> you hold it good though. I, I try to. I'm, <laughs> I'm pushing it. And that's the thing too is like Jim. Dude, he is 365. Like, the thing about Jim is that he is, first of all, he's all natural, uh -huh. okay? Like, he now he'll admit, back in the day when he was competing, he wasn't. Yeah. Right? But he's like, dude, I, I can't get on a cycle or anything like that and have these ups and downs because I have to be at low percentage of body fat with the most muscle at his age 365 days a year because we shoot with him all the time. Yeah. You know, and so he can't you have these cycles and flows. It's just, I mean, you talk to him, he's fucking miserable when it comes to, you know, yeah, it's like, a lot. It, it's it, a he's lot. miserable. Yeah. Usually he's pissed off because yeah. he's always like, you know, sub 8% body fat. Yeah. He's always like trying to find in that, and especially as I said, as he's getting older, it's getting harder. And he's actually had a lot of allergies as a result. I mean, he, he couldn't even drink pro gym for um, the last like three years until, you know, ironically enough, the, you know, the, the chicken industry took a shit and yeah. eggs are scarce. Yeah. So we recently had to remove the egg white protein because we couldn't produce our product with it. Yeah. So, you know, now he's like, well, it's kind of a good thing in his mind because now he can take his own protein. Why would he have allergy to eggs? He developed an allergy to eggs. Oh shit. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. And it was because he was consuming so much of this stuff. I think he just literally yeah. developed. Him. <laughs> yeah. No, it's probably probably what it is. I'm not joking, guys. It's so fucking addicting. I'll have it like three times a day. Yeah. Just because it tastes so good, and obviously to get protein in. But um. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself, though, dude. Like, I mean, I'm curious. I think that you know, um, you can ask me. Like I told you before, you can ask yeah. me anything you want, and I love talking about this. Obviously. Yeah. No, that's why it's so fucking interesting to me because I'm not. I can admit it firsthand. I love working out. Love blah blah. blah take supplements, whatever. But I'm not. 
I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know about ingredients. Right. And first, and I think the majority of people are like that. Um, I'm not either, but that's the reason why it worked. Honestly, my ignorance, I tell Jimison, my ignorance as a consumer served this company the best. Yeah. Because like, and you do that, like when you and I have a conversation, I can tell that we're kind of looking at the same thing. It's like, I say certain things are like, okay, but how, how am I going to explain that to like exactly my girlfriend? Yeah. Because most people don't, the 90% of people have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. No. You know what I mean? No. So when you sit down and actually explain it, it's like, oh, that actually makes sense. Oh, right. let me read the ingredients. Oh, what does this right. do? Do you know what I mean? Oh, I need to take this with this. Okay. That makes sense. What's funny about it is, so we talked about creatine before, right? Yeah. You know why most brands like will have a pre-workout without creatine or BCAs, but then sell a separate product, which is creatine. Yeah. Why? It's because having it in their pre-workout makes it more expensive. They have less margin. Yeah. So they put out campaigns out there saying, oh, you don't need them. You don't need them because they're not acute. Yeah. Creatine, it takes a while for it to actually like, you know, be beneficial to you. And BCAs, oh, you just don't need them. It's like, okay, why are you not going to put the two most studied ingredients with the most research showing their benefit why are you not going to put them in a product that you're going to take before or after a workout for that matter? Mm-hmm. Why? Because more expensive. Because they're about 30% of the cost of what's in there. Yeah. And what I was going to ask too is the pre, our pre-record has creatine in it. Mm-hmm. BCAs have creatine in it or no? So the BCAs is an ingredient. And the BCAs are in our pre-workout. Okay. The creatine is in our pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Is creatine in the protein? No. It's in, it's in post-gym though, right? Yeah. Okay, so what happens if you're taking cre- the pre-workout like twice a day and post-gym? Like you're getting too much creatine? I know it's just out of the four to six range. Not, not, not yet. Not necessarily. I mean, basically, like, they're, they're, so certain ingredients do, the, the, like, things that have it, a, a, an acute effect, which means an instant effect, are usually things that you feel right away. Okay. Okay. Um, or in the case of like protein, right? Like protein is going to instantly be used into the muscle because it's like, it's a food, you know, um, it's a macronutrient. So when you're dealing with certain things like a pre-workouts, the problem with pre-workouts is that they've gotten into this category of what they used to be, which is the reason why we even started. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, pre-workouts would come in like the smallest size because they were essentially just stimulants. And so the category itself became this like stim war. Oh, I need something that's going to give me a bump and get me through the workout. Yeah. I was like, go do cocaine. <laughs> yeah, right. If you want that, pick that up, effect. Yeah, yeah, like at least you know what you're getting. And you, if you can get some Columbia shit, then you know. It's, yeah, yeah. But like that's that's essentially what pre-workouts were being formulated for was just their, you know, and so the marketing and then it, it was all done that we come in. And we throw this dump truck scoop yeah. of nutrients. Nutrients do something that are different than stimulants. Uh-huh. Nutrients, if taken throughout the day consistently, yes, even beta alanine. Now, here's the funny thing about it. Look up most pre-workouts, Isaiah. All of them have beta alanine in there. Uh-huh. Most of them don't have creatine in there. Because and you, f- you feel it like, oh, it's doing something. Yeah. Their argument is that, well, creatine is not acute. Well, fuck, neither is beta alanine. So why do you have it in there? Yeah. Oh, that's right, because beta alanine does have a byproduct of 
itself, which means you feel it instantly. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, it's working. Oh, it's working. But that, that, that feeling does nothing. It's called paresthesia. It uh-huh. stimulates the central nervous system so you get tingliness. Yeah. Right? Um, similar to niacin. Take a bunch of vitamin B12, you get all tingly. It's a, it's a sensory thing. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean that niacin is good to take pre-workout because a lot of companies put it in there if you feel it. Because they're banking on the fact, oh, I feel it, therefore it must be, it's placebo. Yeah. So the same companies who will put in beta alanine in their product and then justify not having creatine in there because it's not acute, well, pick, wh- which one is it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up, it's just more expensive. Yeah. You, don't, you, want you just don't want it in there because it's going to raise your cost. Yeah. And you can make an argument saying you can take it, like separate. I said, battery's not included. Yeah, yeah. So that's why then they sell a separate tub. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, like, there's no justification, there's no synergy or harmony in the formulation or even their merchandising of their own products. Uh-huh. We formulated because we said, if you wanted to, if you were going to be loyal to our brand, every product that we have should and could be taken with one another every day. Yeah. Every day. You know, every day you can take our products, and they were formulated that way. Mm-hmm. You know, there is, um, for, for instance, it's like our, our multivitamin doesn't have zinc, calcium, or magnesium in it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because most multivitamins do. Why that's bad is because those ingredients fight with one another. So it's not doing anything. Yeah. They're going to get kicked out of the club before they're going to get kicked. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. It's like going to a club and like, hey, we're all partying up with a bunch of ingredients. Oh, hey, there's vitamin C. There's vitamin A. Oh, yeah. oh fuck. Calcium, zinc, and magnesium got in here. They're going to beat the shit out of somebody. And then they'll have it. the club shuts down. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's not doing anything. Yeah. So so they they compete with other. So iron has an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like, I, I forget the which, and this is why Jim's a scientist, but certain ingredients interfere with others when they're taken at the same time. So those need to be taken separately. That's the reason why, like, calcium, there's 400 milligrams of calcium in here. Mm-hmm. So essentially, that's an effective dose, and it's in its natural form. So um, in zinc and magnesium, we have, that's why we have ZMA. Mm-hmm. Best time to take is at night. Yeah. You know? So everything we do, there's a system. There's a synergy between the products. And that's the reason why when people actually take it, they feel better. Yeah. <coughs> No, you generally do. And I'm saying right now, like, I've, n- I've been with a couple companies, and I've never actually felt more passionate and strongly about a company than I have with Jim. I appreciate like that. I d- and, it j- and it comes down to you. It comes down to Jim. It comes down to the product itself. But just everything together is just like, this is where I need to be. This is where I should be. And this is where I only, the only place I want to be. I'm excited, dude. But yeah. I like, so how, just real quick, before we kind of, you know, to re- Tell us a little bit about yourself, though. Mm-hmm. So you're from original Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, I'm a Jersey. How'd you boy. get out here? Um, but long, st- uh, not too long of a story. So, um, Jersey is in school. Fucking hated it. Um, always into the whole fitness thing. I just loved working out. I'm, I played sports. I played, you know, football, division yeah. football, blah blah blah. Um, Where'd you play? Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked on. Um, walked on for a year, but then hated school so much that my grades weren't good, so I dropped out. I ended up only playing a semester. Um, but I always thought to myself, I'm going to work out every day for free. Why not make a career out of it? I saw other people doing it. Um, I saw other people, you know, influencers at the time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I started doing it. Um, while I was, as soon as I dropped out, as soon as I left Rutgers, I started my social media career. Um, I only had like a thousand followers at the time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
And then I went back to community college, still trying to do the social media thing. Hated it. Hated the hated college. I was working like three jobs. I was lying to my parents. So when I dropped out, lying to them, they had to have known I was in school. I was working three jobs and doing Instagram. You know what I mean? So it's like, but I was paying for it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, why am I going to keep wasting my money when I don't? I was changing my major 30 times. Oh, wow. Um, so starting social media. Then during the pandemic, started getting a little traction. Um, things started to pick it up. I actually remember specifically I was... It was a story I posted of me doing a bent over row at Lifetime Fitness in uh, in Princeton. And it had like, I only had like 3K followers, 2K followers, but it had like 20,000 views. I was like, what the fuck? Right. Like that was the moment I was like, holy shit, what is this? Um, and then since then, um, it started slowly growing, just growing, growing, hitting explore page, whatever. I remember I was gaining at the the best like 2,000 followers a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, on Instagram, which is weird for a guy too. And, and I was doing TikTok too, but my Instagram was growing faster than my TikTok. And at the time, TikTok was easier to blow up. Right. Um, so yeah, I was doing that. Then I started, you know, obviously you start getting followers, started, you know, getting in touch with some companies, um, came out here for a trip one time, four day trip, and then had an opportunity to move in with someone. Um, so stood me and my best friend stood here, canceled our flight the week before Thanksgiving of 2021. My family was pissed. They were like, what the fuck? Like you planned that, whatever, how are you going to do this to us? You know, parents being parents, they, they had no idea what I was doing. Um, just emotional, just, you know, looking out for me. But because um, it didn't make sense, I don't have the money to go back. You know, go back to come back. It right. just made no sense. So, uh, yeah, stood here ever since. Um, just keep growing my, you know, networking, meeting people, growing my social media, um, getting into the acting world, you know, taking classes, trying to, you know, I want to be the biggest overall entertainer there is. Because a lot of people, there's, you know, especially in the fitness industry, there's a ceiling. Oh, yeah. A lot of these people are the same fucking person. Everyone's trying to be the same person, same attitude, whatever. And I'm like, fuck that. You know what I mean? Right. I love fitness, and I'm always going to – I always relate to this analogy. You know, the same way Kevin Hart, The Rock, Mark Wahlberg, they're the biggest entertainers. They do what they do, but everyone knows how fitness is to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Everyone knows they're so into it. They're so passionate about it. That's what I, That's that's right. what I'm trying to do. I, I want to I wanna just be the biggest person I could be. Um, with good people around me, I have a great system, great, great, you know, support group. And then always with that fitness as my backbone. Right. Um, because I, do, I'm a firm believer, whether you want to be a bodybuilder, you want to be a power lifter, triathlete, triathlon athlete, whatever it is, fitness, or just, you want to be the best finance worker, best artist, whatever it is, your health is going to let you do that longer. Right. You know what I mean? The same way you jump out of bed and run to work every morning. Right. Um, but you work out because, and, and you still work out. It's because it's allowing you, it's giving the energy. It's like, and it lets you do this for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what I always circle back to. Well, um, everything with fitness, it does come with, it's a prerequisite for life, I think. It if, is. You, if you wanted to have like a good life, I think fitness has to be a component of it. And plus everything, as you know, and we've talked about it, everything in my life has come because of the way of the gym. Mm -hmm. It really you know, is. My, my wife, my career, um, Cause you never know. Everyone works out, and you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know whose path you're gonna cross. Right. Are you gonna pass a doctor, a lawyer, a right. musician? You know, just a friend. A, right. You know, a wife. It does, everyone's gonna be at the gym working out. Right. And that's the hour to two hours where nothing else really matters. It's just right. work on your fitness, work on your health, feel good, feel feel ready to, to attack life. It's it's the it's a prerequisite. That's well, I tell I tell people too. Uh, Tommy and I, uh, Tommy Costello who trains here. And, uh, so he's one of the, he's becoming one of the, he's young like you, but becoming yeah. one of the elite trainers for really good trainer. She's really good trainer. Yeah. Um, so he comes in here and he and I sat down and he kind of said, you know, what would be your suggestion for somebody who's kind of looking for a, a change, you know, uh, kind of like a course correction or a pivot point is what I always call it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, look, if you're a nine to fiver, um, go to the gym, 
when you're you find time to do it because what ends up happening is if you're not happy with that career choice or that job or whatever it is, there's 24 hours in a day. And let's say you work eight hours, you sleep eight hours, there's eight hours in the rest of the day Mm -hmm. to where you can find something to do. So even if you have kids, if you have certain things like that, that's fine, but give yourself that hour. And what's going to happen is it's an opportunity to meet somebody who might give you a better opportunity at that place because Everybody who I know who finds um, joy, and joy to me is defined as what you do, not what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone who finds joy, whether it's in their career or success, whatever it is, is there too. And that could, that's how it happened for me, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm using... That's how it happened to me too. Like, yeah. Right. It's like you, you meet people there. Think about here. You just said it when we first started. Like the guys who come in here, the people who come in here, they're giants in their field. Yeah. Animals. You know, yeah, yeah. You won't find a a better place where there's probably more successful people. Yeah, Um, I'm saying there's something cooking in Westlake. (laughs) (laughs) That Westlake has something going. We do. No, we really do. Yeah, and it's going to get better. I think even with some of the stuff that you know, uh, you and I have talked about doing, Mm. it's going to even it's going to expand even more. There's there's a lot of good people here, Mm. Um, and and not to say that there's not good people everywhere else, but I think that the the fitness community, if you can build that community through. Um, something that is difficult that everybody understands that it's not easy. And the only way to actually get results is to be uncomfortable. It really serves as a benchmark for how you should live your life. If you're Mm -hmm. not uncomfortable, then you're not necessarily progressing. If things are easy, um, then you know where you're at and you're never really going to move anywhere else. Yeah. I I think the biggest thing is to, is to just keep working and just to like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be content. Or you shouldn't be like complacent. That's the biggest thing. Or you shouldn't have, and also having an ego. I think the ego is the biggest killer of any type of growth. You know what I mean? And that's the thing about here. Everyone's a giant here, but not every, no one has an ego. No. You know what I mean? It's like even some of the guys here that, you know, I was talking to, Beast of what they do in their field, and they give me advice trying to help me. But then the way they, they talk, I'm so much younger. They're like, oh, yeah, but you're great at what you do, and I can use some help in social right. media. Do you know what I mean? It's like everyone. Just do not have a fucking ego. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like if you are a master, no, you're, no, you're good though. Don't don't get me wrong. One hundred percent confident in yourself. Like I know I'm very good. Yeah, Absolutely. I know you're good, but you know we don't have an ego. You know what I mean? Well, the the with what you just said, the confidence attracts other confident people to the table. Mm-hmm. The ego, it basically it's it's like a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't care how much maybe you think you have to offer if there's something standing in the way that's not allowing other people to be able to come to you. Yeah. You're that you're going to deflect that opportunity. hundred percent. And so even like with you, I mean, on the social media stuff, like you've, you've helped solve, I think a lot of potential uh, thing or, you know, you've helped solve answers to potential problems that we might mm-hmm. look to as an organization just by way of saying, Hey, you know, I have a guy and, like Chandler, for example, yeah, and some yeah. of these other people. Um, because not everybody's perfect, no organization is. There's always areas in which we can oh, improve. For sure. And, and, and anything right. in life, you always get better at. You know right. what I mean? And I think it's being aware that you... I was, I, one of my um, track coaches in high school, one of the best things I ever got told was, if you want to get good at something, look at someone who's better mm-hmm. and follow them. And then do that right. and then do that better. Right. You know what I mean? But you said something, uh, which I... I it's, it, and I told you, I said it's rare... Where if you see, like, let's say something you're good at, like you have the social media stuff and, uh-huh. and kind of your content down. I've seen you operate, you mm-hmm. know, and you're very hands-on. And it's and I, and the way that you actually even come up with things, it's the same way that I used to do stuff with Jim, which mm-hmm. is I some of my frustration with our group here is that I'm like, 
guys, it's too planned, too scripted. Just, just roll. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Like, you're going to figure it out, and the be- and the product, the end, is going to be anything you can ever plan for. Yeah, it's going to be way better. Yeah. Like, I think it's smart to have a plan, have an idea. Yeah, but, but don't general s- concept. Don't stick to it, though. Nah. Because I, what I might think is funny, just in my content, what I might think is funny, no one else thinks is funny. Right. Or what everyone else thinks is funny, I've, I've never even thought of. And then once you do it, you're like, no, nah, that didn't work. Yeah. Let's do it. Th- like, if you can improv, yeah. some of the best comedians are the ones who actually like, yeah, they have the script, but they go off script all the time. Oh, yeah, dude. it's improv. Because, yeah, because the, the audience at the end of the day is always going to dictate the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of got to be flying by the seat of your pants a little bit. But I will say very few people who I've met, very few can do that. Mm-hmm. It's like if it deviates away, it's like if they know that they have to drive down to Hollywood and they're like, okay, I'm going to take the 101 and then I'm going to – and if Waze tells them to take something else, oh, my God, I'm taking a side street. Where it's ta-? It's like, dude, that's the quickest route. Yeah. I know it's not the one you planned on. Yeah, yeah. But that's the quickest route because that route, you're going to get stuck in traffic. And yeah. I think that in business, please, if you are operating in a company or a business, you, you have to be able to kind of move like a blade of grass. Yeah. You got to bend and sway because you never know which direction the wind's going to blow. So if you have a plan, just realize that it might not be the perfect plan, and that's okay yeah. if, if it gets course corrected. Yeah, yeah. I'm a pilot, so I use the analogies all the time. It's like, I'm flying. Mm-hmm. There's so much shit that can go wrong up there. If like I'm like, damn it, I'm going to fly this magenta line, I might run into a fucking mountain yeah. because the wind <laughs> yeah. put me off yeah. my course. Like, yeah, yeah. You got to be able to Crazy. adapt. Yeah, you have to be able to adapt. And if you can't do that, oh, good luck to you. You yeah. will be working for somebody who's going to tell you what to do for the rest of your life. And that, and if you're okay fine. with that, yeah. that's fine. If that's yeah. your journey, yeah. But then you better be okay not making too many decisions in your career. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's something you just have to. Do. Some people are meant for it. Some people aren't meant for it. You right. know, someone like you is not meant for it. Someone like me is not meant for it. Yeah. Not that we can't work with people. I love working with people. Right. There's a difference. Me too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I love being around people. I love working with people. But to take orders from someone directly. Do you know what I mean? It's just like when someone has the power, they're like, you're done or you're fired. Right. Or shut the fuck. You know what I mean? Like right. you'll be in positions like that in life. And you have to be like, okay, yeah. you know, but, but I promise you nobody who even like in, in my situation for my chair that I sit in every day, mm-hmm. I want people to take that initiative to where I don't have to tell them what to do. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard. Like that's the reason why I get excited about the potential that we have to do things together because like not every day, Every night, are you going to sit there and just have a conversation with somebody, and they're going to send you a text message with fifteen video ideas that you didn't have to come up with, and yeah. you love every one of them? Thank you. I think it was like ten o'clock at night too. I was just sitting there. It's funny. I was sitting on my like in front of my couch watching TV, and then I'm like, I was thinking, I thought about you, and I was like, why am I not just coming up with ideas right now? Yeah, I was like, I that's think, how I do. I think Mike would yeah. love this. Yeah, no, and they're great, and I just can't wait to start shooting them. So, yeah. so get 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 ready for some content on some things that we're going to be doing. But uh, no, we um. But we do have some cool things planned. I know that um, outside of the content, we've already talked about this. You're going to go down because uh, I, I think we're going to – I'd like to – because you keep talking about blueberry muffin, right? Mm-hmm. So blueberry think, muffin, guys. So I think if we can that do – protein powder is going to be crazy. I think, if, I think if we can do something like that, yeah. let's see. It's going to be a hit. No, I, sw- I swear to I tell you. Guys, comment, leave whatever you whatever you – Comment whatever whatever this is. Let him <laughs> let Mike know that blueberry muffin. We want to fucking see it. I promise. <laughs> well, we got to taste it first. So yeah, I think true. you're gonna you'll you'll be the first one to taste yeah. it. Yeah, oh, that's exciting. You'll be the first one to taste it. Yeah. We got to make sure that 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 the uh, flavor scientists yeah. uh, have that whipped up for you. So, 
But well, listen, man, I really appreciate it. Um, we'll do more of these. I oh, think it was to. kind of a good one. Um, oh, to no, start I was, with. I was super interested. Yeah, because I wanted to actually ask you questions and learn about you too in the company. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. My door's always open. Yeah, but we we got to do another one. Um, maybe learn a little bit more about me about your. Yeah, year, I'd love then, uh, to. And then yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. Well, hey, listen, Isaiah, thank you so much for your time, guys. Once again, it's Mike McInerney with the Gym Life Podcast.